been dating for two years. It was my senior year in college. And I just wanted to make sure that Kim was the one. And I said, you know, I, I think we should have a period where we date other people. What was I thinking? I was an idiot, Walt, because Connie, Kim said, I already know. What, have you ever been to the place where you asked yourself, what was I thinking? The scripture today, and it should be up, comes from the Gospel of John in the 20th chapter. Just one verse. Would you please stand out of reverence for the gospel reading? Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. In keeping with the series and the theme, what was I thinking? What was she thinking? Why would Mary get up early in the morning on the third day and go to the tomb? She was a woman. Women are used to facing obstacles in life. But why would she go? Some say that she went in other gospels with other women to prepare and anoint the body. But in the scripture here, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a very wealthy Jew, a Pharisee, along with Nicodemus, another Pharisee, another very wealthy Jew in the community. In fact, it was Joseph of Arimathea who asked Pilate for the body. And the scripture says he had 75 pounds of myrrh and oils and ointment. And the grave cloths were very expensive, very expensive. And they very tenderly anointed his body, wrapped it with the linen cloth, and laid him in the tomb. And then it took several men to roll this huge stone in front of this grave. What was Mary thinking? Was she thinking that she's going to go and, and roll this stone all by herself? Of course, Jesus died on a Friday. It was Passover. And the next day was the Sabbath day, which is Saturday. And then the third day, it was a belief during that time that the spirit would linger around the body for three days. And so Mary gets up very early in the morning, dark. Do any of y'all get up and get out at dark? You know, some people are afraid of the dark. I mean, when Kim and I first got married, she was afraid the booger man sometimes being outside and in the dark, and I don't know if any of you married couples have had to do this. I've had to go out and chase the booger man away from the house because it's dark and only the booger man comes out at dark. Here's Mary, despite whatever obstacles in life, she gets up and she goes to the grave. Why does she go to the grave? Lazarus, if you remember the story, had been in the grave how many times, how many days? Four. In fact, the King James Version says when, when Jesus raised him from the dead, he stinketh it. <laughs> he stinketh it. 
but he had his grave cloth on. Some believe that Jesus' body maybe had been removed by grave robbers. But that's not so because a grave robber doesn't come to get the body. They want the linen cloths. That's the most expensive of all. David, that's the most expensive of all cloths was the linen cloths. And here is Mary going to the tomb, getting up very early. Despite all the obstacles in life, she went to the tomb. What was she thinking? Maybe out of hope? Out of faith? Out of desperation? Jessica LaFond is the chaplain for the Asbury Seminary. And she wrote in her Bible study book, Desperation always precedes the miracle. And here's Mary. Despite what she witnessed, she saw Jesus being nailed to the cross. She saw them beat him. She saw the, the wounds, the stripes. She saw and witnessed the guards piercing Jesus' side in the flow of water. And yet she gets up on the third day and she goes to the tomb. And it's dark. Why? All she saw was that the stone had been removed. It doesn't say she saw inside. It's not like they had flashlights where she could just light a lantern or a flashlight and, and throw it in there. She just knew that the stone had been rolled away. What, what, did, what, what caused her, what gave her this boldness to go? Maybe when the older people who had taken Mary out of the act of adultery and threw her at Jesus' feet and said, Jesus, here's a woman of ill repute. Jesus says, what does Moses' law say? Moses' law say we should stone her. Jesus doodled in the sand us to know what he was doodling and he looked up and he said he who has sinned not let him cast the first stone and they begin to leave from the oldest to the youngest Mary had seven demons that Jesus had cast out why would she go to the tomb because Jesus gave Mary the greatest gift of all. He gave her back her dignity. And despite being helpless and hopeless and in a very bad place, Jesus received her just as she was and made her whole. Out of faith, hope out of desperation but the miracle was that he was risen if we look in the old testament we have numerous stories of when we can say well what were they thinking abraham has his own son 
the son whom he had wanted for years and years and years and years in his old age, and he takes his son, the most beloved person in his life at that time, and he lays him on that altar, and he takes the knife. What was he thinking? Oh, and yet, God prepared a sacrifice with a lamb. Can you imagine being Noah? <laughs> okay. You want me to build a boat? I'll go for barky, 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 barky. And you want to get how many animals? Okay. All of them. Okay, just two, but all of them. And we're going to put them on this boat, and then you're going to flood the earth. Yeah, that's right. Don't you know that people were thinking, what is he thinking? What is he thinking? Why is he building this huge boat? Imagine being Jonah. Saying, what was I thinking when God sent him to Nineveh, yet he took a, another direction to Tarshish? <laughs> and of course, we know the story. He winds up in the belly of the whale, and he prays this long prayer. And don't you know, BJ, he was saying, oh, dear God, <laughs> what was I thinking? Can you imagine David and Saul taking all of his armor and, and, and putting it upon him, and it was so heavy he could barely get up. He was just a young boy. And he shed the armor. He said, no, God told me that I will slay this giant, Goliath, the Philistine, with a simple sling and five smooth rocks from the Theban valley. Don't you know that those people, the guards, the army, they were looking up, they were scratching their heads. They were going, we're all going to die. What was he thinking? Can you imagine Joshua? Matt, can you imagine Joshua going around? He said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get in a big circle. We're going to go around the city here at Jericho. And then we're going to blow the horns. And the walls are going to come tumbling down. Don't you know the Jewish army was going, wow, wait a minute now. What are you thinking, boss? You know, really, do you think this is really going to work? I mean, my gosh, think about it. Think about four guys taking their friend on a pallet and removing the top of the house and lowering down their hands so that Jesus could heal him. What were they thinking? It didn't matter what obstacle was in their way. Can you imagine being a woman with an issue of blood for over 12 years, banned from your husband, from your children, from the town, nobody could touch you, be around you, speak to you. And when Jesus walked through that town, she probably had to crawl on her hands and knees as people, men, took stones and threw them at her. They couldn't touch her because they would become unclean. And she endured all of these obstacles until she reached up. of Jesus and she was healed <laughs> what was she thinking we all have obstacles that we face in life and many times these obstacles can impede us from having a deeper more abiding relationship with Jesus Christ issues of greed jealousy, 
depression, bitterness. Ever had any bitterness in your heart? Poor attitude. Anybody with a poor attitude? How about this one? Selfishness. And yet, Jesus can remove those obstacles in your life. It was several years ago, and the youth was on choir tour. And we went to Reynoso, Mexico. Any of y'all remember that? Anybody? Who all was there? Yeah. Kyle, you were there. That's right. David, Dixon, you were there, baby. You remember. <laughs> I'm not going to tell that story. The children had sang. Oh, they were wonderful. I preached a short little two, three-minute homily in mucho malo espanol, very bad Spanish. But we got the point over. And children came to know Christ. And then the adults, the chaperones, we started doing little things around the orphanage there. And one item needed fixing, and of course I had my leather man. I love a leather man. I wear it except on Sunday. I ought to wear it on Sunday. I love that leather man. And I took it out and I fixed the little outlet there. And, and the manager looked at me and he said, Oh, that is excellente. That is a mucho grande toy, tool. Mm, that is what, and he just big-eyed it. Has anybody ever big-eyed something of yours? You know, they big-eyed it. And he looked at it and, and, he, and, he, and I, I, he said, May I hold it? And I said, Yeah. And, and he held it, and he opened it up and did all the little tools out. And he said, this is wonderful. And I said, may I have it back? <laughs> I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I said, they don't make this particular leather man anymore, but, but when I get home, I will ship you one just like it or something like it. And so I said, let me check with Walt and see if he can do that. So I went over and said, Walt, I said, I want to give him my leather man, but I know they don't make this particular one. Can we ship him one? And Walt said, oh, that's no problem. And he took his leather man, gave it to me, and said, give him mine. Without hesitation. So freely. He just handed it to me. It removed the obstacle in my own soul. So that the assistant manager there, I gave him mine. That's what God does. That's what Jesus does. Jesus removes the obstacles of life that allow us to have a deeper, more abiding relationship with his son, Jesus. Where are you today? What are the obstacles in your life? Because I promise I have mine. We preachers have obstacles in life that we face every day. And yet, because of the empty tomb, because Mary faced that huge obstacle, she did not allow the world to rob her of the opportunity for having a deeper, more abiding relationship with her Savior. It was probably 20-something 20, 20 years ago. I loved going out to Westland College and, and working my bird dogs. I'd throw a dummy. For those of you who hunt, I'd throw out this little white dummy out in the water, and my dog would pick it up and bring it back, and, and she would shake, and we just would have a good time. And one time, Maggie went out, and she caught one of the ducks. Was, that's what she's trained to do. 
when she brought back the duck, she was so happy. And one of the girls uh, that was standing there, she says, oh, my gosh, she's killing the duck. <laughs> and I looked at Maggie and I said, you're such a bad little girl. <laughs> and she's wagging her tail. And these four girls, students, that were from Japan were watching. And they walked up and they started taking pictures of us. And one of the ladies said, typical American family. I was driving a station wagon, two girls, and two dogs. And we talked and we conversed, conversed back and forth. And, and I told her who I was and what I did. I'm a Methodist preacher. I'm sitting near United Methodist Church. And, and I didn't even, Pam, I didn't ask her. You know what she said? Me like to go to church. Isn't that something? I didn't even invite her. I'm a preacher, friend. We're supposed to be, Mark, we're supposed to be in the business of inviting people to church. I said, well, sure. So I had to work out with her chaperone, and we took them all to church, and they take pictures, I mean, in the middle of the service. You know, I'd be preaching, and I'd go. <laughs> I started picking up Mieko every Sunday for a month, two months, three months, four months five months, six months, and every time I would pick her up and we would ride to the church, she always had questions. Mm, Preacher Rick, mm, me have question, me have question. And one time when she said, me have question, I, I, I just was exasperated. I said, Mieko, me have sermon in me head. <laughs> me working on finishing me sermon in me head. I need for me to be quiet while I finish me sermon. So when I got up to where Mercer and I crossed over the bridge, I looked at her and a tear was coming down my cheek. And I pulled over there in front of Mercer before we got to the church and I cut the car off. And I said, Mieko, I said, I want to apologize for being so arrogant. I said, I know you have a question. So I said, what is me question? And she said, mm, me want to know how to be a Christian. I said, Mieko, I know that you're a Buddhist and your family has been a Buddhist, Buddhist for generations. Why do you want to become a Christian? And she looked at me with tears in her eyes and she said, me want to have what you have in your heart. What obstacle do you face today that keeps you, that prevents you from being that witness of the love of Christ in your heart? See, Mary went to the tomb. Despite all the obstacles in life that she faced, the obstacles of going up in that community, being what she was, and Christ restoring her to her wholeness, went to the tomb. Women are good at facing obstacles. Amen? It was the Cherry Blossom Road Race. I'm not a runner. I may look like an athlete. In my mind, Paul, I still think I'm an athlete. Amen? And we have what's called a sibling retreat every year brother my two sisters and we include my, one of my first cousins and we just have a big time and we always 
contribute to some mission. And this past year, we all participated except my brother. Now, my brother just wrote a check. David, BJ, he, you know, and that's good. He, I'll go back and ask for another check, Kathy. <laughs> but Kathy McCollum, who's here today from Esther Green, she's the president there. She said, would you mind emceeing the race? I said, sure, I'd love to do that. So here we are at the get-go. I preached a 30-second sermon. John Wesley, three points. Do no harm, do good, stay in love with God. On your mark, get set, go. And they left. Was anybody running in that race? Anybody there? Okay. I was. But before I could race, I had to go to the porty potty because <laughs> I'm an old man. <laughs> I was the very last one. I don't like to be last, do I, Mama? I do not like to be last. Don't worry about being first, but doggone, I'm not going to be last. So I started walking. I mean, I'm getting it. I've got me a good, Kyle, i got me a good rhythm, and I'm walking, and, and, and all of a sudden I start passing a few people, and I keep walking, and I'm passing a few more people, and I'm working at it, and I'm sweating, and then my sisters, who are already started with the rest of the bunch, they pass me. We're doing like this. And I said, I said, they said, hey, 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 uh, Rick, come on in here and walk with us. And, and all these people were like, I said, no, <laughs> that'd be cheating, right? They got out of line, despite the obstacle, moi, and said, well, we, we're going to walk with you. And so we start walking, and we start passing more people. And we're at mile one, mile two, two and a half, and the, 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 the residents from Wesley Glen now, they're, they're walking on their mile, their 1K, and, and we're all walking, and we're just having a big time, and I'm thinking, I'm going to get, I'm looking at, looking at my watch, I'm going to do this under an hour, 5K, are you with me? I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to do it under an hour, yes sirree, and I'm going to be not last, but I, not first, but I won't be last. And all of a sudden, I turned around, and my sisters, they were, they were yelling at me. Hey, Baba, whoa, 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 you need to come back here. And I looked back, and Drew, hey, Drew, hey, Drew, Drew was running the race, too. She was running the race, too, and she was a little agitated because the other people weren't at the same pace that she was. And my sister said, come on back here and let's walk together. And I said, no, 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 I'm not coming back because I need to get to the finish line. Are you with me, people? And all of a sudden, the scripture, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And then I realized, my sisters, women, had removed another obstacle in my life. Watch the video.
that's my sisters and my cousins. And I realized that I almost missed an incredible opportunity because of an obstacle of wanting to finish first. Is it bitterness? Is it depression? Is it a poor attitude? Is it jealousy? Is it selfishness? Is it greed? Whatever obstacle that prevents you from having a deeper, more abiding relationship with Jesus, I invite you to come. In the United Methodist Church, we have a kneeling realm. That's why we have it. So that we can come. Jesus can remove whatever obstacle you have. He did for Mary. He did for the disciples. And he does for you. Won't you come?